Welcome to Speaking Highly with John Huck. I am your host, John Huck, and with me, as always, is Indy Fawcett. How you doing? If you like what we're doing, if you're a fan of the show, it would help us immensely if you could like, rate, review, subscribe, all that jazz on whatever platform you listen to. If it's just audio, there's a lot of ways to do that. And if it's the YouTube, like, subscribe. Ooh, sound effect this time. I like it. Uh, (laughs) So not smash, just... Not smash... Because... (laughs) Smashing is violent. We don't need okay. to smash things. Right. right? That's, we can, that's not the show's shtick. Right. It's not the show's shtick. And also, your computers, your keyboards, they're sensitive. Now, mm. I know you're not... I'm, I'm a tech guy. You don't really know about tech. So, computers, <laughs> very sensitive. Very sensitive. You know, I, I know about cables and tech and on and off and plugging in. So... <laughs> I think we've covered yeah, everything you can solve about every podcasts. IT problem just by turning off and turning on. Yeah, dude, unplug, replug. I can do it. But yeah, so there's no need to smash. Just, just tap. Just tap, subscribe, like, rate, review. Uh, if you're listening on the audio platforms, it, it really helps us for the rate and review. So, uh, so yeah, it, yeah, we're we're whores out here in the uh, in in the YouTube lands. You know, unfortunately, that's part of it. Um, <laughs> today we are talking about the movie Bad Trip. Um, I know I've I, I sound I probably sound like a uh, a real like weird fanboy a very or whatever. biased like, boy yes you know what it, <laughs> it is yes I, I'm fine I am biased but I do feel and I'll say this I okay I like to think that if I did if you don't know what Bad Trip is stop the show now oh yeah go to Netflix and watch this movie there are spoilers throughout this podcast we're not Eric's been on Howard Stern. Talking about it's, every possible fucking Netflix. aspect, it, it was trending. President it, Obama watched it, but you dude, know which it. I just found out tonight, which <laughs> is fuck blew my mind that Obama's like, I'm going to put on a bad trip and check this out. <laughs> this is funny, um, um, but yeah, so it, it's movie Netflix hidden camera movie, hidden camera movie. That's key. Um, every almost every scene is a hidden camera prank, and it drives the movie forward. It's a road trip movie, the same as Tommy Boy or Way Out West. Yeah, you know, uh, Blues Brothers is a road trip movie. It's just, it's like in that vein, but with hidden camera pranks. I cannot uh, praise this movie enough. Honestly, I really it, it. I did not expect to laugh as hard as I did. Uh, guess our guest is the director of Bad Trip, Kitao Sakurai. Like I said, he's worked with Eric a bunch, which I would guess is necessary on. A, and I, I shouldn't say that. Well, also, I shouldn't say well, I should guess say it's how necessary. hard. Well. I mean, I'm just saying it as a fan of Eric Andre's show, but also to wrangle that that brain into logistics, into getting it done, um, it takes talent. You know, like like in order to get the Eric Andre show out, like you need a team of people who understand that type of comedy. Yeah, yeah. and and we we do talk about Eric a little bit in the sense that he gives off a very chaotic. Like, if you don't know him and you're looking at as an outsider watching what he does, you assume. This is chaos, and he just thrives in that kind of you know yeah. chaotic environment, and he does to an extent. But he is a performer. He's an actor. He rehearses. He he knows what he's doing. Like there's very he there's always hidden camera. There's always stuff that has to be left to chance. That right. just has to be. There's because a you character cannot... Eric Andre, and then there's the person Eric Andre, where it's like yes, and it's... the person Eric Andre is a thoughtful, wise, very smart. Like he, he just a really good guy. And and again, we talk about this with Kitao. Kitao has the same sort of 
personality in the sense that none of this is is really like a mean-spirited, we're going to make someone look dumb, right. or we're going to... There's no punching down. There's really just showing people's humanity and having Eric's character <laughs> try to press that, I guess, to its... its um, it's boiling it's furthest, point. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's boiling point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, um, I mean, look, there, there have been other ba- uh, hidden camera movies. Bad Grandpa, which is very funny, is a, a hidden camera movie. Jackass films. Um, yeah. J- the Jackass movies, there's, there's hidden camera pranks in there, but those are not. Bad Grandpa would be the closest thing just because I feel like it's the plot. It has a plot, it goes forward. Right. It's, it's, a, you know, it's a film. It's a right, film. Right. It's a it's a film movie. It's a it's a film movie. The Borat would be another. And I know Eric, I believe, t- was talking with people who like Sasha Baron Cohen when he was making Bad Trip and and getting you know people's hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? But but like you said, I mean, to make a hidden camera movie that a president of the United States <laughs> goes, oh, yeah, I, I saw that. Like that that has to feel real good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 the fact that it's a it's a president that could read like it's not like <laughs> you know what I mean it's not like I made a hidden camera movie and this guy who eats his own boogers thinks it's the funniest movie he's ever seen it's like no this is an educated man right. who we've seen give a speech who can read a teleprompter who's read books this R- is a wrote, man who's been books. he's yeah. he's written books <laughs> yeah. he's been to college for God's sakes you know what I mean this is an educated man and he was like. I do think that's some funny shit. Like, dude, which is, which is, again, I cannot express. Also, like, how how does that, like, just to be a director of a film like that, like that, a president tips his cap to, like, that's gonna get you more gigs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, 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 and also, I did, I did mention this to him a little bit, but Kitao's demeanor, like when he's on set, he is not. Like if you just walked onto set, you might have to poke around and ask who the director was because he doesn't throw weight around. He's not there's like no a ego fucking. There. Well, there's yeah. no not not only is there no ego, but there's also no like you'd never know that guy was in a hurry. And I don't mean that right. in a way where it's like, come on, motherfucker, hurry up. I right. mean like, well, when you're on a film just, set, it gets stressful. It, yeah, dude, and he does not give into that. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't absorb that. He might absorb it, but he doesn't doesn't return it yeah. you know what i mean he, he he doesn't get it out there he's was a was a really fun dude to work with the whole process for me like they were everyone was so kind oh thank you so much for your work I, i'm telling you i barely did anything <laughs> i worked really long days i got a lot of steps in but for the most part i just had to make sure like two or three different people didn't lose their fucking minds and then just kind of sit back and watch the uh Still an integral Fucking part, though. Insanity. I gotta say, John. Like, even though, like, you know, had you not been there, or 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 even that, uh, you know, PA not even being there, whether it be you or another person, like, could literally change what they've been paying for, what all the whole day. You know what I mean? Like, it's still an integral part. What you know, be no, it small. I, yeah. Everybody, everybody, and and I would like to say that the Mark Accomplice team, however you want to label that, um, Griffin. Pocock and Ray. I'm so sorry, Ray. Shout I forgot out Griffin. Your last name. Shout out Ray. Yeah, but they, again, I guess they used two teams. They used a team in Atlanta and a team in LA. I only worked with the team in LA, but they did such a fantastic job of getting these people to their places. And, and the people they got, you know, 
there were a couple of them when I was like, oh, man, this is going to be bad. This person doesn't have a clue. <laughs> right. And then those people turned out to be, and we talk about this with Kitab, but some of the most genuine human beings that you're ever going to meet with, with real life advice for Eric and not in a cheesy or in a way that's like, get away from me, weirdo, but right. like understood that he was a dude in pain because Eric is a good actor. You know, right. Even when it's just chaos, he's not like, he's not phoning it in. He's not bouncing off the fact that he's already got a TV show. It's like, he's, he's in the role. He is the character. Um, <clears throat> and then there's, we talked with Kitao a little bit about the other cast. I did not realize Tiffany wasn't cast until it's, later it's on. It's an incredible story. Yeah. <clears throat> it really they, is. It really it is. Out, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and look, I, I guess I won't take up too much more of anybody's time except for, again, if you haven't seen the movie, stop this show, go watch the movie, and then come and check out uh, our talk with the director of Bad Trip, Kitao Sakura. All right, my guest, really, um, I didn't I didn't even realize this. I'm learning some, I learned something new about you just by looking up your IMDb. Uh, you started out as a child actor, had no idea. I did, uh, I sure did. My guest yep. today, uh, the director... Uh, what we're talking—he's directed several things, but what we're talking about specifically today is the. Um, it's a piece of art. Like what? What this movie <laughs> is? Uh, it's bad trip, guys. Bad trip. I ta I've talked about it several times before. Uh, I've encouraged everyone to see it. It's on Netflix. There's really no excuses at this point. My guest is the director of Bad Trip, Kitao Sakurai. How are you, dude? What's up, John? Not, I'm, I'm great. How are you? I'm, I'm awesome. And I thank you so much for doing <laughs> this. But I really do think... Of course. Yeah, thank you for having me. I, I do believe, like, I've, I've worked as... I started as a production assistant in Hidden Camera. I've written on Hidden Camera shows. I've produced, you know, good Hidden Camera and really, really just terrible, awful, shitty Hidden Camera. And mm. when I first heard that Eric was... Eric Andre was doing a Hidden Camera movie... My first thought was, oof, dude, that is hard to do well. Because I, if you're doing mm -hmm. a movie like that that's just um, like a jackass, like if it's just pranks and if it's just boom, like Kentucky Fried Movie, it would just be like boom, sketch, boom, mm -hmm. boom, boom, boom. But this was like, the, you, you guys made a movie where, where e almost every scene is driven by a hidden camera prank. It's, and, and it's, and it feels like a movie. It feels like a road trip movie. Like it doesn't, I'm not watching, like it's the, it's a fucking amazing blend of both, dude. I'm, I'm so, I'm, I, <laughs> thank you, thank you. I worked on this movie for two weeks of my life and I am so <laughs> proud of the fact that I was just involved at all. I mean, what, take, take me through when you first, cause you directed Eric on his show. You must've known yeah. him for a while. Mm -hmm. Take me, who's, who was the first one of you guys to be like, hey, we could do this as a feature film? Well, it's a really like unromantic story in that <laughs> I think it was, uh, <laughs> it was like, <laughs> like Eric's agents being like, hey, good Bad idea. Grandpa just came out. It made like a half a billion dollars. Why don't you guys do something like this? And we were like, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good idea. We should totally do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, and then we, sat down and tried to like write what our version of um, that kind of movie would be. Uh, and, and we just like, were terrible at it at first. Like we, we came up with this like totally like, like movie within a movie idea that was just like, like a, not even a thing. It was like a, like a, a totally harebrained thing. 
Um, and we went out all around town and, and pitched this like really bad idea. Uh, and and all, all the all the studios were like, you know, we love the concept of an Eric Andre movie, uh, like hidden camera prank movie, but like the story is 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 like not, it's like, not there, un, unfollowable, you know, right? Um, yeah, it was like this totally kind of uh, like shaggy dog kind of story of you know Eric and his buddy trying to like save Eric's grandma's house by like entering a local film festival and making like a film, but like with the people in the city and the, like they would be pranks. Um, but at the end of the day, the goal was to like like win this cash prize, this film festival. It was like totally whack. But um, can I can I ask a question? Was the yeah. idea of making it a film within a film mm -hmm. to expose cameras and have an excuse? Well, no. The whole the whole concept all along was to do a a hidden camera prank movie. So we never would have exposed the cameras. But like, even but if, all... you, but if it was a f short film competition and cameras were out and people thought films were being made, it wouldn't be as suspicious as there's no film contest or am I way off? Am I? No, well, I, we were way off. <laughs> it's like really totally hinky idea where, you know, like er Eric's buddy would would be like filming on his phone, like in the distance, you know, while the prank was happening. So we would like cut to Eric's friend shooting the prank, thereby justifying like the footage of it. But it gotcha, was like gotcha. totally terrible. <laughs> Wait, let me try I'll... to fix the light. I, <laughs> I, I, I have like terrible lighting in this office that I'm in. Oh, there you know. go. Yeah, is, that, yeah. is that better? Yeah. I can tell that's better. I think Wait, it's better. Right. Is that better? Is that okay? Sorry. I mean, yeah, I think, dude, I think you look fine, but I mean, okay, that, okay, that okay. looks all right to me. Yeah. All right, all right. I'm not picky though. What do I, I can't, I can't really judge appearances. Um, okay. So when, how did you, because when I came in, I was mm. like, you guys had already gone and shot some stuff in Atlanta and I had come in to help co generate ideas sort of yeah. uh, for things coming up. But what, how did you get to the road trip? concept i mean people are like we like eric andre we like hidden camera we like you we like this idea we like the idea of you guys doing this mm -hmm. this idea you have sucks what else you got <laughs> right so so basically we went back to square one we're like okay we, we need a concept that's that's uh uh just easy to understand um and i think i was like dude why don't we just rip off dumb and dumber um, and, and that basically became the, the conceit. I mean, th there's a reason why, you know, Borat and Bad Grandpa, uh, and like, you know, the, the classic hidden camera prank movies have, have a, a road trip conceit because you use that to hang the pranks and sketches on. So it's, it's cohesive. Um, and, you know, for us, the, the concept behind Dumb and Dumber um, just fits so well. Like it's like the story of, of story of love, which is like such a universal, um, you know, uh, theme and and way to tell a story. Yeah. Um, it has this road trip element. It has like a clear destination. Um, uh, you know, if we stole, you know, Bud's sister's car, we could have a bad guy that's like antagonizing them. Uh, it had all the it had all the the, the right component piece, pieces and parts of of a really familiar story. Yeah. Um, and so what we did was we, we just kind of, you know, riffed on that and try to distill it down into an even more simple form. Um, cause like, you know, dumb and dumber, it, it you know, there's, it, it's a bit more complex than just like 
this guy going over there and, and bad guys. There's a number of like arcs and, and sure. um, you know, stuff like that. So we, we had to make it even more simple than that. Um, and that's what we did. Uh, we just, we just tried to make a really, really simple kind of universal story and, and, and a story that would fit Eric's persona and, and would have him, you know, play well with like Rel's character and, and all that sort of stuff. You did the thing that, that people joke about in pitch meetings. And, and when you go in somewhere, it's like, they want something the same, but different. So yeah, you, you, yeah. you gave them a very familiar, simple to understand boy loves girl, boy travels distance with best friend in bad guy's car to get to mm-hmm. win girl. And then, mm-hmm. and then you take that very, and the, and the beauty of it is, is you're right. That's a tale as old as cinema. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, but the, the difference here is the insanity that ensues from scene to scene. And, and it's, it's one of those things where if you wrote those scenes out and you hired actors and you, and that was the movie, mm-hmm. it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have the same kick, like knowing it's hidden camera and knowing those yeah. people are legit and knowing, and I feel like the public knowing Eric's personality and that he is not one to like, he's not going to set up a hidden camera movie where the marks are all in on it. You know what I mean? Like no, he, yeah. as an artist, he would go insane if he was forced to do something like that. Like that's just not in who he is. So the totally. idea that you you're seeing this and that the public kind of has that general feeling about Eric as a whole, it's like, there's, there is, there's just something so magical about this movie. And I fucking laughed. I did not think I was going to laugh as hard as I laughed, like <laughs> beginning to end. I was like crying, dude. Um, <laughs> So you, you get the concept, how mm-hmm. cast wise, was it, was it you guys going, these are the people we like because Eric is friends with everybody. So he could just kind of like, come on, do this movie. <laughs> um, no, it was actually like a, a, a weirdly traditional casting process where we, we auditioned like really? tons of people for the role of, of Bud. Oh, wow. Like we auditioned everybody. Can you, is there, um, are there, are you allowed to go through names or? Oh, I mean... Not because they did, had bad auditions or anything, but because they were just in the mix, and it's interesting when you hear, like... Sure, yeah, like, we auditioned, like, like Ron Funches, and, you know, I'm sure, like, Felipe Esparza, and, and like, I mean, just uh, anybody that you would know. Yeah, as, and, yeah you name Canadian, them. Like, yeah. like, name them, they auditioned, and, and it's not that anybody was, was you know, bad, and I don't want to... No, 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 <laughs> that's not what Ron we're Funches doing. Ron Funches think, no. like, like, oh... No, um, no, but, not but, at all. But... What Rel had was just this really, really special, nuanced connection to the character, and and the ability to really um, riff and improvise, and 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 like w- once he was on and in the character, it felt like oh, we were really seeing Bud, yeah, um, uh, in a way that felt really, really organic to um, to Eric's character, and and that just worked so well, uh, but. <laughs> that said, Rel had never done hidden camera before, so he was in for like, like the, the surprise of his life as far as like how stressful and crazy it is. It really is. It's uh, hard you know. to it's hard to explain to somebody like like I mean, Rel is an actor actor. That dude's been mm-hmm. in you know feature. He's been around. He's a very talented actor. The yeah. difference of of sometimes never getting a second take and you know having to 
be ready to go. Like, there's no mm -hmm. like, oh, oh, we're waiting on lighting. It's like, no, no, they're walking up right now. They're here. The person mm -hmm. is here. Mm -hmm. we're, go we're going, we're going. So it's like, there is a difference in how you prepare, who, what you have to, the mindset you have to be in and, and, and your general like kind of wherewithal on set. It can't, it's, it's not as lackadaisical and like, you know, maybe no, as no. relaxed. And, and, and I mean, like th those things that you mentioned, like it's not only those things, but I would say the main difference is just this uh, like indescribable feeling of stress and anxiety when you're waiting for a, like the marks to arrive or you're about to go into the prank. It's like, as a performer, it is so stressful that it's like an out of body experience. Like you, you, it, it feels like you're losing your mind. Um, and, you know, Eric and I, at, you know, by the time we had shot Bad Trip, we had done four seasons of Hidden Camera Pranks with Eric Andre show. So, you know, we, we had a pretty dialed in as far as like the psychology of going into a prank. Um, but for for Rel, it was like really going into the deep end. Um, and and it was hard. It was like super, <laughs> it was like super stressful. And, and I'm sure you've heard like the, one of the first few days we were shooting, like, Rel and Eric almost got killed by this barber who like whipped oh, the knife. Oh, the dude with the knife, yeah. Yeah. So so Well that was the that was the penis cuff. That was the penis cuff, yeah. They walked in there with their what this guy thought was their dicks out. Yeah. <laughs> he chased him out with the knife. Yeah. Yeah. And we, like, yeah. we we learned that day that he he was looking for like what we later found out was uh, his gun. And he just happened to not bring his gun to work that day. And so he like got a knife, but had he gotten his gun, I mean, like, I, I don't know what would have happened. Well, ideally it was just a threatened, get out of my store. You know what I mean? Ideally. Get out of my shop. Yeah. But who? But I don't know if that, that would have like broken <laughs> rail too, right. too, too much because at that night, um, and it's just like really fortuitous, funny story that night rel called Tiffany, just to vent Tiffany Haddish, just to vent about, uh, bad trip and and how he was going to leave the movie and you know what a terrible experience it was and and he was like you know talking to tiffany and he was like oh man you know eric's gonna get me killed this is crazy i'm gonna quit the the movie like what did i sign up for um and he hung up and uh, and tiffany called eric like right away uh and and tiffany was like hey i, I heard you got rel almost killed and Eric was like, ah, oh, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry for that. And Tiffany was like, dude, let me be in your movie. That sounds crazy. Um, so it was it was because of So this that was call before she was yeah. even cast. Yeah, because we cast somebody else uh, who became unavailable. Um, and so we, we didn't have um, uh, Trina cast yet. Uh, so it was, it was just this fortuitous thing where That's Tiffany great. was yeah. like, let me play this role because I want to fuck with Hidden Camera again. She, she used to do hidden camera back in the day. Um, and I guess it was just itching to do something like that that felt like really raw and crazy. I mean, and uh, she knocks it out of the park. Her. I mean, she is raw and crazy. She's, her character is insane. She plays it insane. It's... She seals the show. I mean, it's like every, really, every second of footage that, that, that she's in and she just like, brings it it's so satisfying and 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 every every reaction to her is either like one of sheer like people are like overjoyed at her psychoticness or they're like mm -hmm. terrified of her like yeah the the parking garage guy when she starts smashing shit and she <laughs> runs through <laughs> the gate and the guy's like okay like just yeah. so scared dude okay. i was yeah 
Oh my god! Um, but that's fascinating. I did not realize mm-hmm. that she wasn't cast in the movie um, before that. That's that's great. But no, but, yeah. but Rel stayed on, and I mean, look, it it it, it they read like. The, like the the best friends, like one friend is a guy who's always getting him into trouble, and one friend is mm-hmm. trying to be on the street. I mean, it is a relationship that you've seen a thousand times, and I buy it in the movie. You know what I mean? I don't think yeah. that I don't look at that going, oh man, they're really forcing this friendship. No, you know what I mean? Right. Now, no, what- they they definitely had chemistry, and 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 we were going for something really iconic and archetypal. Like, you know, our our reference visually was. Uh, uh, from behind you, like Laurel and Hardy. Yeah. You, you want to have like a taller, skinnier dude and like a, a the more, mismatched like, shapes. Guys. The like, mismatched shapes. Yeah. Like those shapes are iconic, and 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 so we, you know, certainly had that in mind when we were casting. And and also like the the um the character dynamic of two guys who are friends and would do mm-hmm. anything for each other, and but but one of them is like to the viewer appears more stupid, but then when you realize it, that they're both kind of dumb. Meaning, and I don't mean like <laughs> their characters are idiots, I just mean like like Rel seems to be the one that's got his head on straight, and then all of a sudden he'll be like, yeah, yeah dude, go get it. And you're like, dude, no, a real friend would be <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you gotta right. get out of here. Right. Like, so yeah. so the fact that he's just, it is like, a, it is a very Laurel and Hardy um, um, uh, character kind of, I'm not. It's very. It's it's very much like Laurel and Hardy. I agree with that. Yeah, uh, totally, and w- which totally. is a timeless. I mean, that's a, it's fucking timeless. That kind of um, what am I? What is the phrase I'm looking for? But those those characters like, are timeless. Buddy yeah, they're, characters. They're, they're archetypal. Thank you. Look at you and your big fucking dictionary. <laughs> smart guy. Um, when you okay, so before casting, you guys have your idea for kind of the. I don't know. Did you have an idea for the route it was going to take? Meaning, like, uh, what, how organized was it when you started shooting? What did you have on paper already when you went? And and Atlanta was just, I assume, because you were out of L.A., you're in a place where people aren't expecting hidden camera, you're in a place mm-hmm. where people might not recognize Eric so much. Because at this point, I mean, he's making the rel was in Get Out. You know, I mean, you, you're using two guys yeah, who totally. are very recognizable. Yeah. Um, but was, was that going to Atlanta was part of that or was it just tax breaks and how, I mean, it was like the tax break everything, and, yeah. and we couldn't really, it, it's, it's tough shooting hidden camera prank in California because of the, the wiretapping laws. Like states have different laws Each state regarding different. like what you can, you know, what you're legally allowed to record audio wise. Um, as far as like how many people uh, uh, understand and consent to the audio recording. Um, and California is a two-party consent state, um, meaning both parties being recorded have to be aware and consent to the audio recording. Meaning uh. that like if by its very nature, if you shoot a hidden camera prank in California, you are breaking the law. Yeah. Whereas... Um, you know, Nevada. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, Nevada, uh, pretty much most other states, New York State, yeah. uh, Georgia, um, those are those are one party consent states, meaning that uh, as long as one party is aware and consented to the recording, i.e. Eric, uh, the person that he's talking to doesn't need to be aware of or give consent to their audio being recorded um, uh, if it's in a you know public enough context. Uh, uh, 
so that means that you can shoot a hidden camera prank and not not be breaking the law, which is important when you're shooting a hidden camera prank. Yeah, which not be breaking the law. Which which really I don't think people you know, I feel like some people look at that and go, Oh, hidden camera, what an easy way to make a movie because you can just <laughs> pull pranks on people and you don't have to pay right. real actors and it's like the getting marks to locations without them being aware of what's going on is not an easy concept. And then getting them to sign yeah. off on it after the fact is super difficult. But everybody who appears in that movie where you can see their face, they have signed a release. If you see somebody, yeah. there are a couple of blurred faces in there, which mm -hmm. I, which always makes me laugh because you know that's somebody like, <laughs> fuck you, I had a shitty time. And the, and the movie people are like, well but you were really good in this. So we're going to leave you in and just blow your face. <laughs> like, I don't know. There, there were a couple guys in there that, that you could tell didn't sign, but, but for the most part, all these people <laughs> have to yeah. have to sign and they have to be okay mm -hmm. with, with being in the movie. And mm -hmm. that is just not an easy task, man. Just it's hard. It's hard. Cause uh, but I will say like on, on bad trip, like we, we, we had a really good release team and we did really, really well. And, and I'll say this is a little secret. Like I would say, like half of the blurs in Bad Trip um, are people that signed, but we just didn't really like their reaction, so we blurred oh, them. Oh, yeah. gotcha! So that way, it also creates a little bit of mystery. Well, you 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 need to remind the audience what they're watching, and and there's you know like the first cut of the movie that we did. You know, we shot with like a bunch of different cameras and like some of the cameras we shot with were, you know, operated like cinema cameras that looked really, really good. Um, and a lot of the other cameras that we used were, you know, kind of security cam, robo cam style cameras uh, that looked kind of shittier. Um, the, the first cut of the movie that we did, we were able to tell the story and, and show the scenes using pretty much just the cinema cameras. Um, but it didn't look and feel like a prank movie or a prank show. Yeah. Um, so what we realize is that you actually have to kind of subconsciously keep on reminding the audience through the visual look of it, that these are pranks. And so it's like at the top of a scene, you want to start with like a, like a security camera style shot or in the midst of it, you want to have something that feels kind of like rough and like you see the edge of the hide or it's kind of like not right in a certain way. So you're, you're continually reminding the audience that, you know, this is a prank. Um, and so, and so for us, it's like when we didn't really love a reaction and we blurred it, like if somebody was like, like laughing when they shouldn't have been, um, that kind of does double duty where, where you're hiding something that you don't really want to show, but also you're reminding the audience that the blur that like, some people didn't sign, you know, like some people are like, like this is real. Um, so that, that was something that we, we kind of figured out how to, how to do. And and, and we had a couple like, like secret little tricks that we got from um, like Spike Jones. Oh, um, nice. Uh, uh, when, when, you know, they were doing bad grandpa in the editing room, there were certain shots that they just like, he just digitally added like the edge of a camera hide. Uh, so just subconsciously, you feel like there's something like in front of the camera lens to that's, that's, just give you that that feeling. It's smart because what because the idea of those like a hidden camera prank in general is when it's being viewed by a television audience or a, a film audience, whatever, is like 
they're in on it. The audience mm -hmm. is in on it. Like they know mm -hmm. that this is a hidden yeah. move. So you're right to remind them is like a little bit of like, oh, <clears> here we go, here we go. Oh, we're gonna hide. Oh, hey, you know, it's like it pulls them into what's going on and 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 keeps them, you know, a, a part of the whole thing, which I think is is a key to that. You know, just to feel like, mm -hmm. oh, this guy's gonna get fucked with, and we're gonna get to see it, and we know something crazy is gonna happen, and this is gonna be great, and like. To be yeah. in on it is to be to be in on it, but then have the things go in a direction you might not expect. Like I think it startled people when he shoved his hand into a blender. You know what I mean? Oh. Like 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 viewing people who were like, I know he's fucking with these, yeah, right, and then yeah, they're yeah. like, Oh my god, Jesus! You know, it's, it's yeah. like what the fuck? Like, yeah. um, <laughs> god damn, this is so funny, so funny. Um, so you, you go, how much? Uh, this is what I this is what I think I wanted to ask before is how much how much did how much was written? Like, you know, you hear about Tommy Boy when they went to start, and which is I mm -hmm. is a, a relatable. The same, you know, another huge reference. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like obviously, rotund guy, yeah. smaller guy. Yeah. They're they're on yeah. a road trip. You know, chaos yes. ensues. Tommy Boy yeah, is. Yeah, we ri we ripped that movie off, too. dude. But 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 in a way that I don't watch Bad Trip and go, fuck Tommy Boy. I you know I it, it, no, and 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 we did a lovely league, and and Eric and I actually recently just met um, uh, Peter Fairley. Oh wow! Uh, who, you know, um, and and he was like the biggest fan. He That's was the awesome. Biggest fan, and he was Dude. just like, he 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 was like, I show anybody that comes to my house, I show the gorilla scene first, and like get him on the hook, and then and then I show them bad trip. <laughs> get him on the hook. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you that gorilla scene is the only part? Um, person i was watching with sat up and she was like oh i don't know <laughs> <laughs> she was a, so i was like i told my mom i'm like look you know yeah it's a great movie it's very well done i don't think you're the target audience and her response was like oh i don't have netflix off the wait till i get to your brother's house so it's like she's gonna watch it anyway just because i had something yeah. to do with it but yeah. but um man that i think that's hilarious that Peter Fairley's showing the gorilla like oh hey you want to come on in here you want to see something look at this <laughs> yeah. like, oh, what? um I imagine you guys get that a lot um, since this movie. Just people who you might not have suspected were fans who were kind of coming out and being like, dude, really? That was a good movie. Totally. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, Peter Farrelly. It's really is, uh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But, but dude, also. Uh, the, o Obama watched Bad Trip and loved it. Dude. What? Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean. Come on, that. How do you even? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. That's pretty fantastic, man. I mean, that is. I mean, that's that's some reach. I'm 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 happy about that. That I mean, first of all, it shows you <laughs> that Obama really does have a good sense of humor. <laughs> do you know what I mean? For him to sit yeah, down definitely. and go, oh yeah, yeah, here we go. Like, and then and apparently he was like, he was like. Uh, like how it shows the humanity and everyday Americans, you know. Like sure, really he's like gonna put that spin on it that <laughs> yeah. is that sounds like, yeah. man, this guy. I, I love right. the way he speaks, but you know, deep down, he's like, also, people getting fucked with is funny. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. Like, I mean, I, you know, he loves Tiffany. Like, who doesn't? That's that's true too. I mean, and that cast, like, all, like really, what a fan! Like, just a really at the top of their game. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. They're all in like really uh, yeah, high absolutely. highbrow shit, and then they're yeah. all they're also all you know piled into this movie, which just feels mm -hmm. like. 
uh, it just feels like a thing. Like, and and knowing that Tiffany kind of agreed to, like, wanted to do it. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I want to, like, yeah, put me in this. Let's do this. Like, yeah, that yeah, that to me is yeah. that to me is awesome. Um, yeah. I, again, I, I keep getting sidetracked. I keep bringing up <laughs> different shit. But when you when you went, because like, my point about Tommy Boy is like they only had sixty mm. pages before they started mm-hmm. shooting. They didn't really have a completed mm-hmm. movie. And uh, when I came into like, uh, you know, I I say I. I I wrote on the movie. I didn't really write anything. I, I like I went in to a room and I ate cookies. Well, you were in the room. I mean, that's that's, we, and that's how we write the movie. Is, uh, we we generated I, yeah. like the craziest yeah. ideas that I, I, I mean, I can't imagine another writer's room that's going to be that insane <laughs> for me, you know. But what what did you go to Atlanta with? Like, what was the script? How much of it was like? Did you were you did you know the schedule of like we're going to shoot two weeks and then go back and write more and shoot some time and then go back or? Yeah, we we always knew that we were going to um, work in blocks because, as you know, um, hidden camera pranks it takes so much pre production and and planning uh, to do one prank, um, so you can't realistically go out and shoot. 40 days of prank in a row. It just, it just doesn't work. Uh, you'd kill, so, you'd kill your crew. The crew would be yeah, just a and, miserable. And would, yeah. Yeah. And, and by day 10, you would stop being able to get pranks. Um, Cause you would just yeah. be too overextended on, on the producing element. Um, also it's super exhausting. Yeah. So, so, so we knew that we were going to do it in blocks. Um, but that said, going into it, we had a pretty developed script. I think it was something like a 45 page, like kind of scriptment um, where we, we, we knew the bulk of the scenes that we wanted to shoot. Um, uh, and and we, we planned for that. I mean, it was fairly, fairly organized going into it. And, and Eric, Eric actually, I mean, despite his, his chaotic persona, um, really likes having pages and having dialogue and being able to rehearse dialogue. Um, I, I think Eric is, is a performer that uses rehearsal and preparation to calm himself. Um, I, I mean, I would say that I, I bet people look at him and think that he just shows up and is just a, uh, a like a hurricane on set and then mm. blows away. But the dude is like, it's a. I remember Byron Bowers telling me something. He did something mm. for for the show like a long time ago, mm. like a live thing. And I was like, "Oh, how was mm-hmm. that?" And he goes, "It is the most organized chaos I've ever been involved in." <laughs> like, he goes, the, "He goes, you think Eric just gets up there and like, if you watch the beginning of his show, it looks like, mm-hmm. oh, this guy just goes fucking nuts and everybody yeah. shoots it and then it goes on TV." Like, mm-hmm. he is a very thoughtful performer. He is. A, he mm-hmm. puts time and effort into. What even when it's a character that's basically him on camera, do, it's like there was preparation for all that. There was never a just show up and yeah. go, "Oh, what do I do?" It was like, yeah, more more prep than I've ever seen any actor put into a hidden camera ever. Um, oh yeah, but but also when you see just the musical scene, which I've never seen mm-hmm. a hidden camera musical like that. <laughs> I've not, I mean, that was. Um, just that alone, the prep work that went into just that was yeah. was something yeah. that you could see that he meant business. It wasn't like he was yeah. fucking around, um, <laughs> which again made for a much better movie, you know, in the end. Sure. But so you had forty five pages. Uh, you knew you were shooting in blocks, and then uh, Atlanta. When you say you went in organized, was it? And and I and this is every production, and I'm not saying it was because mm-hmm. you were in Atlanta or because whatever. But was was it immediately like chaos, or was it? 
okay, things are going well. And then some, because I feel like nothing could have gone according to plan. No, um, it, it was kind of both. It wasn't like we were humming along and then this chaotic thing happened and, and you know, Rel and Eric almost got killed. It, it was more, it was more like the, the, everything that we were doing had a, had a very high tenor of, of just being crazy and stressful. I mean, like that, that is what hidden camera prank shooting is. And, and, and also, you know, it, it was weird because we were going to a place that we had never worked before um, working with pretty unfamiliar crew, unfamiliar producers. So you hired um, everyone in Atlanta, you hired crew out of in Atlanta. Some people we brought with us, um, a, a lot of the Gorilla Flix, Flix people, um, you know, they got flown in. Um, but then our local producers, we, we hired a lot of local people uh, to, you know, and, and some people were great. Um, uh, you know, others, it was like, <laughs> it, was, it was crazy because, I, yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, well, hidden camera, like you say, from an actor standpoint, it's different. From a crew standpoint, it's different. If you've totally never done different. it before, it can be very, yeah. very confusing. Yep. Because you're used yeah. to being like, okay, this is my job. I stand here and wrangle cable. And in hidden camera, no mm -hmm. one can see the cable. The cable has to be right. away. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. This is stuff like that. It's just, it's little stuff that if you're used to shooting one way and then you have to do a whole other thing, it can be fucking stressful. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. So your first chunk of your first chunk in Atlanta, you come back to LA. What did you get in Atlanta that first couple weeks? Did you, I feel like you got, cause the first thing I ever saw, and this was after you guys had been to Atlanta probably two or three times. Mm -hmm. The first thing I was shown in the office was the gorilla scene. Yeah. We, we got that the first block. We, we wanted to accomplish something big, the first block. Um, and, and the gorilla, the gorilla prank, you know, was, was one of those things. Um, I forget what else, like we shot between like the first block and the second, block. it's all one kind of, like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but the, the gorilla, the thing we got the, the first block, um, was there, can I ask about the reaction mm -hmm. to that when you showed it to the studio, when you showed it to, was there, was there anybody who was like, what, 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 we can't. What? <laughs> like, was there anybody who said anything or was it like, good job, everybody back to Atlanta? <laughs> no, I mean, I, we, we had, we had that prank scripted pretty early. So, so the studio knew what they were getting. And, and also it's like a really good prank. Oh my God. Um, dude. And anybody who doesn't believe that, that you would think that that's a real gorilla. Like I haven't worked with that guy specifically, but I've worked mm -hmm. with dudes that own those suits. The nostrils yeah. are wet. They move the same way. Those fucking guys are terrifying when they're in there yeah. in costume doing their gorilla bit. It looks so legit. It's really, <laughs> they're super believable. Yeah. I mean, and, and that guy, Adam, um, you know, what was a great gorilla performer and also, you have to keep in mind from the perspective of those marks, they, they've been on a zoo tour for half an hour before that point. So they're, they're walking through a whole live zoo. Something, tons of animals. Yeah, something to remember um, that the setup for you guys, you have to yeah. let these people let them sit in a moment that's real. It can't be like, here's the zoo. Oh my God, is that guy getting raped by a gorilla? It's right. like, it has to be organic and feel legit, yeah. but I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, it's true. Like, and when we learned that early on Eric Andre's show is that for a hidden camera prank, both for the viewing audience and for the mark, it's really important to establish the normalcy of the, like the baseline of the world that you're in. Um, so if you're a, 
cashier at a store and you've been hired to mine the store for the day, you know, as producers, we would send in people to shop at the store and interact with the cashier um, and like Normal. establish normalcy. And, yeah. and also for the edit, for the viewers, you want to show this person doing their job and seeing them be normal and comfortable in their environment. And then, it, then you hit him with the, the, the prank. Yeah. Um, and so, and so that's what we did with the, the zoo onlookers is that they thought they were on a zoo tour looking at animals. Um, they were brought into this kind of like fence corridor between two enclosures and they were brought in to like, look at these, these wolves, these big wolves. And so they were looking at these wolves um, and on the opposite side, the opposite enclosure, that's where this gorilla was. Um, so they were in a mind state where they were thinking and believing that there are wild animals, these big wild animals in these cages. Um, so naturally the, the first time they, they, the first, the first time they saw the gorilla when they walked in, it was kind of sleeping. And so it's like, you can't really tell, you know, so it kind of establishes it for in their minds. Yeah. Um, and then you hit him with like Eric getting, you know, attacked by the gorilla. And, and by the time they turn around and they're seeing the gorilla, they're fully believing the, the reality of the situation. Um, so, and, and so we, we try and do that with, with all of the people that we prank is that, that we, you know, make them believe in the world yeah. convincingly. Yeah. Um, it, it's, 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 it's a lot of just psychology and, and um, I, I really like that aspect of, of pranks. Like, a I, a, I like that aspect. B, I think that I'm just like a sadist. Uh, I, 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 I like doing that. Do you, I was going to say, are you like a pain in the ass with your friends? Are you like tack on chair guy? No, are you all. like, are you? No, yeah. not at all. Not okay. At all. But, but just, you I, enjoy in, watching. In, in the, in the art of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I just, I just like applying sort of like empathy and, and the ability to understand somebody's mind state and who they are. Um, I really get off on, on being like, okay, uh, you know, I, I look at you and I sort of make a bunch of assumptions about like who you are, <laughs> yeah. um, and, and your background and your upbringing and, and your perspective on life. Uh, and, I, I think about how you would react to a certain situation and, a, and to tailor that situation to elicit a certain kind of desired response out of specifically you. Yeah. Like, I really like that. It's like a, a weird thing to, to do. It's a, it's a puzzle. Um, it's kind of a puzzle. Yeah. I mean, you put kind of two and two together to make this person react in a way that you want them to or you hope they will. Right. There, there, when you talk about empathy, you know, and this is, again, um, I don't know if you used um, the same team, the same mm -hmm. accomplice team, Mark and accomplice team that you used in Atlanta, that you used in L.A., if, if it was the same two people, um, Ray and I mean, Griffith were the... Yeah, yeah. Slightly different in Atlanta. We used a, uh, an Atlanta team. Okay. Um, but, but, but for two weeks of like what, what you were writing on... We used an LA team. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that we used a lot for Eric Andre show. Yeah, and they were. I mean, they, the people that they got. I mean, some of these people were just. At first, I was like, "Oh man, I don't know about this person." And in the cut, in the fine, in the movie, it's like, mm -hmm. dude, the guy who tells Eric to go for it, 
and go yeah. get the girl. What a perfect, mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking about like, these are real human beings that are like, oh, yeah. oh, you got a thing? And this guy's advice was like, you fuck it, dude. You, what? Go get her. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and not in any, this guy wasn't, it wasn't a cheesy, he was like, yeah, I don't care what you do. It wasn't a dude trying mm-hmm. to get Eric away from him. It was a guy going, mm-hmm. Hey man, you look like you, yeah. you got some problems. You're bleeding from the hand pretty bad. You got some shit going on. And this dude who probably wasn't having the greatest day of his life mm-hmm. gives advice. I mean, it was solid. And the dude who rode up on his bike outside the art gallery, that wasn't even planned. And that dude, no, was just, he all. just rode into the scene like just showed up, trying yeah. to help. And you're like, yeah. stuff like that really does. Um, I, I try not to be as like so cynical anymore and so, mm-hmm. you know, fucking society. I try to be more positive <laughs> about everything. And, and when I see stuff like that, when I see people like that, it like really does mm-hmm. restore my faith in, in humankind. Like, Oh, the, look, not everyone is a sack of shit. Look at this person do it. You know, being, being friendly for no reason. Didn't have to, didn't have to stop. I don't know. It, it, uh, I enjoy that. I like that aspect. Totally. Of Thank you. Yeah, thank you, thank you. It's very cool, because um, even the car accident, that dude who stepped in to like separate mm-hmm. them as they were fighting. I mean, that guy was awesome. Like these, these are yeah. just, these are like people that you, 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 you. I'm glad they're out there. You know what I mean? I'm glad people like that are out there. I may never run into them, but I'm glad they're there because there there's a need for them. Yeah. Um, well, I like to believe that a lot of people are that way, and and that you know, I think outside of you know, how we perceive people to be, which is very much, you know, through the lens of a very kind of polarizing internet space. Um, If you actually interact with somebody one-to-one in a physical environment and somebody's in need of help, like for the most part, I think uh, I I like to believe that a vast majority of people will will do the right thing. Um, And that I think that people are, are intrinsically, you know, good at heart. Um, uh, it's just that, you know, there's this phenomenon of, of, you know, like when you get into your car, you might honk at somebody, but if you were there face to face with that person and they were blocking your path, uh, uh, but you weren't in cars, you would never like scream at them ah, at the top of your lungs. Yeah, you know, right, like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, that, that, that is the thick kind of thing that happens like on the internet and how we relate to people on the internet through, you know, like all these mediums and platforms that are designed to, uh, polarize us and, and, and get a rise out of people because that drives uh, traffic and attention. Um, so we tend to think of people in, in those terms, but I, I, I don't think that's true. And I think that like, you know, for us, it was important to show uh, in this movie, uh, like exactly that that like people are are generally good and and that you know like there's this expectation for example in the the honky-tonk scene when they go to that country bar and do line dancing you know obviously there's this kind of like expectation i think going in as an audience that like okay the two black guys going into this like honky-tonk bar like this is gonna be bad um and 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 it yeah. is, but not it for those it, reasons. It, 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 it gets bad, but <laughs> yeah. not for those reasons. Yeah. What you do see are people that are really helpful and and welcoming and, um, you know, like see the humanity in, in the other person. Um, and, and, and I really like that aspect. So, so I, you know, there's a part of me that's like very kind of like sadistic in that I, 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 I find it very humorous to um, kind of lovingly torture people. Uh, 
but at the same time, I, I also do believe that, you know, I, I, I do have a positive outlook of, of humanity and people. And yeah. And, and, you know, when, like you say, you say lovingly torture, like you guys don't go into anything with like a, it's, it's never about like making someone look stupid or feel no. stupid. You know what I mean? There's, mm -hmm. there's never like, I've worked on some stuff where it was just, it, it's become, it becomes a blame game. And it's yeah. just like, look what you did. Like, I didn't do it. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. And then yeah. you're like, well, cool. This is a fun 10-minute fucking nothing. But like, right. there, there's none of that in this movie. There's no, you know, n no prank was designed to, there was, there was some that was designed to make people go, whoa, whoa, that's startling. Like, this woman's in mm -hmm. here threatening to kill, you know, uh, mm -hmm. her brother and whatever. And five minutes later, they walk in. Like, that was my favorite the shit where it was like, <laughs> yeah. they just kept missing each other because the reactions... Mm -hmm were so like well, that's them that's them no look they're holding mm -hmm. up the people that's them like that that restaurant scene that diner that mm -hmm. was fantastic that was atlanta that was atlanta. yeah, yeah. That those, was atlanta. That, those reactions were priceless those people were oh, I, awesome. that's that's probably my, like my 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 the scene that i'm proudest of that we were able to accomplish that um because you know also by that point in shooting we were really attuned to the fact that you know uh, for us a good prank is when you're able to get a mark or a person that you're pranking to drive the plot point. To talk about um, it, yeah. To, to actually like make a difference in the plot. Um, Cause like when you're just blaming somebody for like, oh, you, you knocked over the cart. You, you can't really, that only goes so far. And A is, is mean. I was like, you already, you already took it as far as it could go. You knocked over the cart. Right, it's like, no. what are you gonna do? Um, <laughs> But but if you're actually involving people in, you know, dis like deciding whether or not Trina finds out where this car is or not, um, then as an audience, like you, you you're really really uh, uh, on the hook and involved in the like how this prank is going, and yeah. like, that makes it really really fun. And 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 generally those kinds of pranks where where we're, we're trying to get a person to drive the plot. Um, are pranks where it's not mean and that, and that we're, we're trying to get the mark to be empathetic to Eric's plight and to like make a difference in, in, in Eric's life, like not to be too cheesy. No, no, but, um, but, but th that's what works. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, you, th it's the same thing you did with the, um, car, uh, the garage attendant, you know, it was mm -hmm. like, you know, you send Eric and you send Eric and Ral in. 10 minutes later you send in Tim, but on camera it doesn't look like 10 minutes later but that person's like right. holy shit i just gave that car. like it's still fresh yeah. in their mind it's like mm -hmm. it's just uh yeah it really and, and they and they dispel the info for you they're like um that was taken by a guy named bud and a guy <laughs> named chris <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. and they looked like this yeah. and they did that and like and <laughs> yeah. and her presence is probably what drives mm -hmm. them to just spill their guts like oh no no that was mm -hmm. the thing that went that way they're over there <laughs> like nobody wants to be like hey woman stop it calm yeah, down yeah, you know? yeah. um what were some of the um what were some of the pranks that didn't make the movie did or did you use everything in like the oh no outtakes. there was a lot that didn't make it in there was a lot that didn't make is it is there in. a favorite of yours you don't have to talk about all of it but like is there stuff that you're like because i mean as a director you were also mm -hmm. involved in the editing process correct oh sure so there was probably i mean there's always stuff where you're like man i really love this but it doesn't 
drive the story enough or it doesn't fit enough and we have to yep. lose it. And that's always hard. Yep. And it's always, you know, editing is such a fucking crazy process. And mm-hmm. one of the most important processes, especially in, well, with anything that comes out that mm-hmm. you can put your eyes on. But um, what were some of the ones that you were really sad that, that you had to lose? Oh, gosh. Um, hmm. Well, there were pranks that just didn't work. Because the, like there the was Chris, no reaction? Like the Chris or? Rock prank. Well, oh, like, because he was recognizable. You know, because he was too recognizable. Um, the, the one prank that I think, you know, went really, really well that we, we didn't end up using, but we, we released as sort of like, you know, 0.5 kind of footage is um, the exorcism prank. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, where, where, you know, Eric and Rel, well, I mean, it, it just was so tangential to the story. It wasn't set up at all. Um, and, and it was kind of outside of the language of the kinds of pranks that we were doing. So it just didn't really fit. But as a prank, it was pretty good where, you know, they go to this motel and, and Eric gets possessed somehow. <laughs> as you do. Because the hotel is haunted. Sure. It's like <laughs> so lacking in setup. Um, and then, and then, and then we got like various people to come in and like, you know, kind of help Eric. And and uh, eventually we got this uh, uh, like this like pastor that was like an exorcism guy. He like does exorcism, so he came in and did like an exorcism on Eric. And 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 we we had this all these like crazy rigs where Eric like rose up out of his bed, and like blood started dripping from the walls and. And like all this like freaky haunted house shit started happening. And, and this guy was really super on the hook. I mean, that was really honestly one of our most uh, uh, complex pranks. That because we of all the effects, movie. because of all the effects that were happening simultaneously. So many yeah. it was like, that have so, to so look crazy. legit. Yeah. Yeah. They have to be believable. Yeah. Um, uh, and it just, at the end of the day, it was like a really good prank, but it, it, it just felt too random and tangential it didn't drive the story like in any way um did so you, we just had to gut it did you use it all like because you know how some movies will use scenes that weren't in them to advertise so you're mm-hmm. not giving away any of the movie did you use any mm-hmm. of that in in uh in any of the ads for it uh no. yeah there was some stuff that we used in the ads that we didn't use in the um in the, in the movie like we did uh so Tiffany busting out of that prison bus. Oh yeah. <laughs> that that was the second time we did that prank. We we'd already done it once. Oh, yep. Um yeah. where we had like a we <laughs> it was too unbelievable. We had like a tour group <laughs> around a prison. <laughs> around a prison. <laughs> I remember that footage though. Tiffany yep. Tiffany like we we had this crazy setup where it looked like Tiffany burrowed up from the ground punches through the ground <laughs> like, right? like punches through the ground so we had this like we had this like tour group go to this prison and they're looking at the prison and like this alarm bell goes on it's like, 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 like prison escape prison escape and then, like, somebody burrows up from the ground and and runs through this tour group being like i'm gonna kill everyone and <laughs> she threatens them all and takes off like, yeah. she threatens them all and like takes off running um, and it, 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 like her performance is great. Like the activity was great, but, but people just didn't really buy it. It was just too, too preposterous. And also like, if you're in a big group, 
what can happen sometimes is that if one person really doesn't buy it, then like they infect the rest of the group. Yeah. Um, so we, we just had a couple of unsuccessful attempts and, and, um, so it didn't end up working, but like her digging herself out of the ground and her running past people, like worked really well for the trailer. So I think, I think that was used in one of the trailers. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I mean, why not? You have the footage as say, use as yeah. much of it as you can, you know? Totally. And, and, I'll, and also I talk about like not giving way to the movie, but like Eric, I heard Eric on Stern just no, whatever. Spoilers. Let's talk about it. Like he was just, it didn't matter. Yeah, right away totally, because totally. People, you want people to know that this is a fucking wild ass movie and yeah. it, it's crazy from start to finish. There are, you know, one, two scenes max that aren't hidden camera, right? I mean, there's only a couple things that sort of move the story along and give you a little bit more of a Bud, Chris mm-hmm. uh, relationship kind of yeah. connection. But um, for the most part, man, Every scene is is a is an amazing, well executed prank. <laughs> the marks are there and they're fucking awesome, you know. And of course, yeah. there are, you know, you do the car wash prank with a couple people who aren't mm-hmm. so great. But that guy mm-hmm. we, that was there at the end, what a nice guy, right? Just like trying trying to help, and that was <clears throat> that was one of my favorites too. Just what a great way to open the movie. Just. <laughs> clothes get sucked off and you're like uh oh yeah and that guy was like holy yeah. shit <laughs> i don't know it's just yeah, and, and and that was one of the last pranks we shot for the movie yeah that was um that was at the gas station that was towards that was like the, one of the last weeks of the yeah. um the the, yeah. the very last night was the shooting of the or the filming of the um dan- the uh white white, chi- chi- white chicks yeah. reveal yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. which was um, a really weird and funny, interesting night. Just <laughs> people coming in there. I'm like wearing a tux, like trying to seat people. And this, yeah, right. and this guy who, who knows me, he like recognizes me. Yeah. He's like, he's like, Hey man. I'm like, Hey, you doing? How you doing? Right. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, no, we're just, no, just right, right over here, man. Just helping out, dude. I live down the street. So I help my butt. Like just lying about everything. Like, yeah. You become such a fucking weirdo and people are like, uh, okay. And then like my wife was there and, and he's like, oh, what are you doing here? And she's like, oh no, I just come to these functions sometimes. And then, like, whatever it was, but it was such a, it was really well done, man. I mean, I, I, I don't really have any, anything more to add, but, um, except that, you should be really happy with this thing. I mean, I'm not saying Thank you. you're going to want to only direct hidden camera movies from here on out, but because I, I do understand that the stress is magnificent. Not that the stress of <laughs> producing anything isn't, but it can get a little, it can get really intense. Um, yeah. I did want to show a clip of what I have, I'm being told is probably the greatest six seconds in movie history. Uh, and it was it was directed by you. I think um, Indy's going to pull it up, but I think it's. Oh yeah. What is that? Oh yeah. Now you press play. You can press play, Indy. Well, maybe he can't. Look at that. Let's like Sasquatch put on a. Um, that's not playing. I, mean, I, I dare say that's the the sexiest silhouette. I, I, I mean, say. dude, it is. It's hot stuff. It's hot stuff. <laughs> but. Anyway, for those of you that haven't seen the movie, that's six seconds of me cutting through frame on purpose. I was directed to do so. Yes, the, yes, we, we, yeah, you, you were, you were helping us establish this. There is, there this is, is Georgia. I am in a couple of, I am in at least one other scene where I'm doing my legitimate job for the day, which is 
making sure innocent bystanders don't get pelted with confetti coming out of a cannon <laughs> at a mall while they look at a guy dancing with mannequins or whatever was happening. <laughs> um, Kitao, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk to us. And Thank um, you so much. This was awesome. And, and, and thank you for uh, your amazing work on the film. Oh, dude, please. I, again, I, had, I, I, hadn't, I hadn't worked in production for a while, and that was just such a fun – like I didn't have any – like, you know, I came in at the end. My responsibility was like <laughs> yeah, make right. sure Barry doesn't lose his mind, you know. <laughs> and so I'm just like shadowing Barry and doing whatever and like having a blast, you know. So yeah. the pressure wasn't – I didn't – there was no pressure. It was like literally – and then that last night was a party and then we went and got – I was like, oh, fuck it, you know. But I was just so happy to be involved and really – Truly, I do think it's it's one of the best comedies I've seen in a while. You know, not just hitting the camera, you. but Thank like it's just well done, man. Like I really don't rant and rave about hidden camera like this usually I, I feel like because i've worked in it so long i'm like yeah no that's a really that's really good it's really well done and i'll say things like from a very matter of fact point of view but yeah. i feel like a fan like a like somebody who would watch this <laughs> fucking movie repeatedly man i just i really enjoyed it dude you guys just did such a fantastic oh, thank job you so much it. so you really what, what what's next for you actually um I've, I've got a lot of things cooking in 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 the tv world nice um, just like a lot of things that I've been developing, like through the pandemic. And so now they're starting to kind of like heat up um, and, and just kind of like looking for and trying to develop my next movie project. Nice. Um, you know, I, I, I doubt the next thing I'll do will be a hidden camera prank movie. Um, like a, I, I just want to do other stuff and, 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 and B like I, for me personally, I don't think I want to be like fall into too much of a, um pigeonhole get the of, hidden camera guy this, this get guy the hidden camera, hidden guy. camera yep. you know like like me um i mean i, I love the medium but <laughs> but uh uh you know i, I want to do some some other stuff I, I recently directed like a couple episodes of uh, season two of dave yeah i saw that that's awesome um, which was like so fun and and you know there's just like a very new movement of uh tv creators and eps who are like really embracing the idea of like having directors come on to really lend their specific voice to episodes. Um, and so that kind of like episodic directing is something that I, I've you know, like gotten really interested in because of my experience with Dave and, and, um, and that kind of thing. Uh, so I think more of that and, and kind of developing my own sort of narrative TV show, whatever that might be. Um, and, and just figuring out what, uh, yeah, what what the next movie project is like? You, well, you uh, see, I'm, I'm not like I'm not I'm not rushing into another movie just because they're just so uh, hard and time consuming. <laughs> and they just yeah. take forever to do, and I'd rather be like shooting right now. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you, you you seem like a well well rounded and and a guy who likes the um, the diversity of what of different things you can do. Meaning. Like, you know, the episodic yeah. thing is like each each show is different. Each episode of each yeah. show is different. So if you're lending your voice to these different things, that, you know, that voice will fall within that show and it's a different challenge and presents mm -hmm. its own mm -hmm. obstacles and pros and cons and et cetera. But um, yeah, man, right. that, that's great, dude. Well, congratulations. I hope you uh, continued directing. And, Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, bud. Thanks a lot. And uh, have a great evening. Absolutely. It was Thank great you. talking. Yeah, dude. Good talking to you, man. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. See you soon, buddy. Absolutely. Yep.